All right. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. Uh, welcome to our table. My name is Kenneth. And I'm Courtney. We are the Clarys. We have a special guest with us today, Lisa Schwartz. Thank you for joining us today and hopping on, hopping on the call. Hey, I'm so excited to be here at our table. Your there table. You go. Yes, our table. your table, our, table. Our, our table, it, it belongs <laughs> to all of us. So everyone's table. That's right. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to have just a little discussion. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we started something new on our channel or on our um, Facebook page called promoting partnership last week. And um, just a word that we're stewarding from the Lord. Sorry, our, <laughs> our dogs are walking in on us right now, just being crazy. Um, but they, uh, he said to steward, uh, intentionally steward kingdom partnerships. And so Lisa has been one of those one of those people who has been such a, a great influence in our lives. And so we just want you to get to know her a little bit better. Now we know a lot of people who follow our page probably already know Lisa, but there's going right. to be um, some few who do not. So, so anyways, um, so Lisa, you know, you're a, you're a public speaker. You are, you're an author. You've written a few books. You're the founder of crazy eight ministries. Um, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. And for those who may not know you um, just a little bit about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I've uh, published six books. Uh, I'm a national speaker, like you said, founder of Crazy Eat Ministries, and also the owner of Moretti's Gourmet Olive Oils. Get oh, it? Yeah. Come on, right? So <laughs> people are always like, "Where does that fit in?" And I'm like, "We like business. We like to. We also use Moretti's um, as an opportunity to create employment for some of the people that we house through Crazy Eat Ministries. So it's been a really nice partnership in that oh, regard. Neat. But in general, I think if I had to sum up like what I do or tell a little bit about myself, of course, people always like you know, want to know like what drives you, what's your passion. And the simple answer is Jesus, but the more specific yeah. answer is seeing people come into the fullness of who they're called to be in Christ. And so I have a passion even beyond salvation. In fact, most of the people I end up ministering to or speaking to um, are believers and it's really challenging them, but there's another level of salvation and really recognizing how do I come into the fullness that is due me. And so that's really my passion, whether it's dealing with the executive or dealing with the homeless either way there's another level for us yeah yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, that's awesome yeah and and i think that there's 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 such a place for you in our community because you've you've influenced um you have such a high level of influence in so many different areas whether it's whether it's in the church or um mm -hmm. or just in the community totally separate you know the other day i was on a call with you and you're like hey i'm sorry i gotta hop off the call i'm, I'm about to get um into a meeting with with the city manager or something and oh my golly it's so cool to just see the influence um that you have in in other businesses it's not solely just uh just for you know strict gospel but it's the gospel expressed in these other avenues right. you know and i think that's yeah. really cool watching yeah. you do that so so yeah yeah absolutely it's interesting that you say that because i think one of the challenges that i had when i was um when I was really kind of shifting from really just being a believer to understanding the wave, I'm going to jump right in there, the wave of the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit and really having already kind of um, an established relationship with a lot of people in community and business and government mm -hmm. and really asking the Lord, like, how is, how is the manifestational gift? So when I say manifestational gifts, I'm talking about like, you know, sometimes we think about all the, just the, the hooky mooky gifts, right? Like speaking yeah. in tongues, people mm -hmm. falling out, healing, all that stuff. But I was like, how is that? relevant to people who really aren't in the kingdom world, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so I, that was super important to me because I felt like this was a path that God was taking me down, was really pursuing, again, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but then really also wanting to, recognizing that with crazy in business, 
that I wanted to be relevant and I wanted to be practically um, useful to people in government business, all that stuff. And really God spoke the word love to me. And he was like, look, there's a supernatural love. And yes, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the wave of the Holy Spirit, and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit comes with all these quote unquote gifts, but without love, they're nothing. Mm, and yeah. so I really appreciate you bringing that up because I've always remembered God saying that to me and that it's not really about necessarily like you guys know, I love to lay hands on people and minister yeah. to them and, and speak prophetically over them. But really more than that, when you're in an environment where that's not appropriate, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. what speaks is love. And yeah, all the time. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and you guys and myself, we have, we have um, a unique power to love people uniquely. Mm -hmm. um, the way that we wouldn't be able to love them were not by the Holy Spirit. We could act like we love them. We could imitate love but we wouldn't really be able to love them. And so I think yeah, it's always good. really important for me to communicate, you know, as much as I love all the, the woo woo gifts, you know, right. um, if the, the greatest of these is love. Mm. And yeah. so that's really what, what opens the door to city managers, congressmen, state representatives, all those things. And, and I think that's what impresses, I know that's what impresses them. That's what leaves that mark right in their lives. Yes. Yeah is that when I'm with them, it's not that I can prophesy over them or that I can speak in tongues or I can lay hands on them, <laughs> yeah. which I have had the privilege of doing that at, at times, but that's not what has left a mark on them. What has left a mark is the way that God has given it to me to love them. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think that comes down to your character, you know, yeah. and, and ironically, we just came out of a conference just about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, we were, we had the privilege of being a part of your, your conference, uh, containing his character, the glory versus the anointing. And, um, man, I remember when I first heard you give that message, it was like a year and a half ago or so it was just, it was really good. And I, I, I came home and told Kenneth, like I saw Lisa in a whole new way, like something had definitely shifted in her. It just felt, I don't, I don't even know how, how to describe it. It just felt like you, um, I don't know. You were just shining in a different way. If that makes sense, something had, had definitely shifted. And, um, it was, it was a really, really awesome, awesome, awesome message. And it really has, even since the conference, every, every single day, mm -hmm. I've just remembered a lot of the things that you talked about. And I've walked in that, you know, just like spending yeah. time with the Lord and just saturated in how he is, is changing me on the inside, so good. not only on what I'm doing on the outside you know? And so I've, I've really appreciate that message. Yeah. Courtney's actually, we have a little loft area up here. And so, you know, as you have said that one of the things you would do was, you know, be in the word for an hour and then just rest in his presence for an hour. So in this loft area, she's brought, she brought her pillow. She has yeah. her journal, her pens up here, and then she just has time to soak. And so she's been doing that. And, um, and that's a huge credit just to, to again, to your influence and, and being part of that conference. Um, but kind of tell, tell some people, cause that this, teaching that you brought has completely changed my outlook on so many things. I know for Courtney as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I remember a year or so ago, I was going to preach a sermon at our church and I called you for, um, uh, just some counseling on, on the glory. Yeah. And I remember you had said in, in short, you, you said that 
the anointing is the hand of God and the glory is the heart of God. And so that has been the thing that's been like, mm. that has stuck with me so much, but kind of explain the origin of this past conference with that in mind. Um, and, and how that is, you know, affected, um, your outlook on things and, and changed you into what you're currently doing and what you will be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, Courtney, to your point, you know, when you're talking about like, something had shifted and you saw something in the light. There, there are multiple people who said that about that specific message about that particular night. Mm -hmm. And I will say, I felt that shift. I felt that shift within me. I felt a confidence that I had never had before because yeah. I was so sure and so certain that God had given me in some regard, this new level of freedom and recognizing um, the ease of really just allowing him to shift my character inside of me instead of really having to groom or cultivate. Even sometimes we apply even scriptures like stirring up the fan, the, the right. flame of God, right? And sometimes we, we, we mean, well, obviously that scripture, it's, it's mm -hmm. intended well, but sometimes our flesh takes that and runs with feeling like as a minister, I need to be cultivating my gifts and I need to be stirring mm -hmm. up the Holy Spirit and I need to be you know, be being filled and all these things. And, and those are all good things. Um, but there's a simplicity and a beautiful reminder in that all of that comes very naturally when we're simply focusing on the character and the heart of God. Right. Um, and so I wanted to confirm with you, like you, I had so many people say the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. that there was something a supernatural shift. And that had happened from that time in Alaska. So let me, let me back up and, and share like the premise, like where this message came from was because I had gone to Alaska. Um, Brad was going to on a motorcycle tour through the Denali mountains. I was finishing up, I think it was my fifth book at the time. And so a lot of times when I'm writing a book, I like to kind of schedule, like I'll, I'll say like, okay, I want to write, spend five months. And so I'll schedule like a week long vacation because a lot of times when I get to that last chapter, I just want to lean in and just really create momentum and finish it. And so I'll do that to kind of, you know, really give me that, 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 uh, finish line. Mm -hmm. And so this was that finish line. And so I was like, well, I'm going to finish up this book and, um, and I'm going to be spending five days completely alone in a hotel while Brad's doing this Denali thing. Um, little did we know that the pandemic was going to hit. And so we, when we went, I, I wasn't just, in a hotel alone for five days. Like I was stuck in a hotel, like the hotel <laughs> restaurant wasn't open. The, the oh. gym wasn't open. Nothing was open. I literally had to door dash food to my door. If I came out of my hotel room, you had to have a mask oh. on all of these things. Cause we were in Alaska and it was all still very much shut down. Um, and so I, in total honesty and in total transparency, I had a lot of anxiety about staying in a room by myself for five days I was like I have six children my mother lives with us like I'm really never alone and so I was like oh I'm a little nervous about being alone but I was also very excited and was really putting a demand on really just an encounter with God and I had had my intercessor praying I had my staff praying they're like oh we're just praying that you know that you just have this amazing encounter with God and and so it's interesting, I'm, I'm writing the book right now and, and I talk about how, you know, I spent the first three or four, I, I finished the book in the first day. So it left all the, this, these days, right, for me to just have an encounter with God. And so I did all the things, you know, all the things, you know, I spoke and prayed in English, I prayed out loud, I prayed in tongues, I danced, I listened to worship music, I laid still, I, you know, did all the things that you typically would do, right, to kind of cultivate, again, cultivate 
the anointing of God and was waiting for a burning bush experience or mm. to feel the heat of God on my quads, which I often feel when the anointing's moving or yeah. the wind blow through my room, you know, whatever it was. And I got to like day four and I was like, and I'm like kind of experienced nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent a lot of really great time. Like I got a lot, a lot of really good revelation from the word and reading the word and but I didn't really feel, and I think that's the key where like, I didn't feel this, you know, I never got the trembles. I never got the shakes. I never yeah. felt overwhelmed by the spirit. I don't think I really even came under the power at any point, which is super unusual for me. And so I was like, what is up Lord? And, and as the Lord and I began to interact, God started really just revealing to me the importance of the knowledge of who he is versus the feeling of him mm-hmm. moving in your life. Um, And he really started to impress upon me the importance of not just the experiences I had had or the experiences of where I was going, but rather who I was becoming. Um, And I really felt, honestly, I felt a lot of freedom in that. I felt this, and and honestly, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me um, places and spaces in my mind and in my heart where I once really had to work to be who Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be. In Christ, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there is a there is a partnership there and training yourself towards righteousness. But God was showing me like these are places where you have genuine your character's really been changed and has been altered by my presence and by my love. And I really started to just fall in love with knowing the person of God mm-hmm. and recognizing how much I spent a lot of time seeking and searching out the feeling and the experience and the anointing of God and not really just resting in the person of God. And, um, and then I started, and then the Lord really just began to download. And so I started researching like, you know, scripture, like what is the glory? What is the anointing? How do they work in tandem? How are they different? What do we typically look for? What do we usually chase? What's, you know, of course the anointing is it's that sparkly, it's the fun, it's the the fluffy stuff. Yeah. It's the fluffy stuff. Absolutely. So, which is when I got the word on muscle versus fluff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, when I had gone to the gym and when they opened up the gym, I decided I would go and, and I had gone through this, this season of really lifting weights and really felt like the, I was like, I don't really want to get any bigger. And the Lord began to give me this um, word on, you know, outgrowing your current, being willing to outgrow your current garments and mm. how if you take off all your clothes, are we going to see muscle or are we going to see fluff? Uh, and so that's obviously you have to get the book if you want to see the full here because I yeah. actually record the entire word in the book because it's not my word it, I really believe it was a message from God for all of mm-hmm. us as a church and basically saying look we've become a kingdom that um, is kind of fluffy mm-hmm. you know and with our clothes on we look really good you know and, and, and the whole point of it was like I look good with my clothes off Lord I've got like definition in my muscles and I'm clearly defined and I look very strong but when I put my clothes on I'm getting kind of thick and I'm over outgrowing my garments and mm-hmm. all these things I was kind of fussy with that and the Lord really just gave me that prophetic picture of hey the alternative is you can look good with your clothes on yeah but when you stand naked you actually look weak and you mm-hmm. have no muscle and you have no definition and that's when I really felt the conviction of the pursuit of character versus just anointing pursuing the heart of god versus the hand of god um and so that's a as short as i can make all of it but it's been a really fun year and a half two years and and if i had to 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 really say for me the shift that's been in there is really just some freedom and just Mm -hmm. being like look this really comes back to 
the character of God. And it's freed me up in so many ways because, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of purpose. I love to achieve things. I am a goal setter. I want to accomplish my goals. And I really, over the last year and a half, the more I've pursued the glory of God, the more I've just kind of been like, none of that really matters. And do I feel like God has given me a path and that there are things he set before me and things I'm going to do? Absolutely. But I used to struggle with this feeling of disappointment of never accomplishing enough or achieving what I thought I was going to achieve or things being smaller than I envisioned. But I really feel this freedom and going, it's really not about that anyways. It's really about who I was while I was doing it. It's really about the journey. It's not about the destiny of where I'm going. It's about the destiny of who I'm becoming. Right. Especially in the process. And so I think, you know, somehow I'm going to try and sum all that up into a book and, and the Lord yeah. will work that out as well. And so that yeah. is the current book that I'm trying to work on. I'm not even convinced on the title. I'm sure the Lord's probably going to change <laughs> that, but um, it's been very, very freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you guys come out of the same, a similar background as I do, where we come from this kind of more of a, a de- denominational where right. there's yeah. really a lot of reading the word, focusing on the word, a lot of, I don't want to say law or works, but it feels that way, right? Because there's law and works on the Pentecostal side or on the charismatic side as well, or on the Holy Spirit side. Um, But the point is, is coming into the wave of the Holy Spirit and then you get all in on that, right? And it's like this Hmm. exciting ride of chasing down the anointing and wanting the healing Hmm. anointing. And I want to speak in tongues and I love coming under the power, all these things. And um, sometimes I, I, sometimes I think we find ourselves chasing that instead mm-hmm. of chasing just character. And, right. and so that's where I find God really kind of taking me back to my roots and, um, really just remembering it's, it's not about really even the way that I minister. It's really about who I am while I'm ministering. And really mm-hmm. that's what releases the anointing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for sure. Just like mixing the two, you know, just having yes. a, like a perfect mixture of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever we actually first met you, that was our first experience really, um, seeing the power of the Holy spirit moving in the room and honestly freaked us out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we got in the car after and we're like, oh, I'm not sure about yeah, this crazy eight thing. Yeah, we didn't know what to say. Yeah, because uh, it was a, it was a worship night, you know, at Crazy Eight, and um, we actually I think it was the first time we led worship there, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, what is happening? There are people falling out. There are people speaking in tongues, and you know, I came from a Baptist background. Well, I actually wasn't in church all through my childhood, so. I was uh, yeah, he, very traditional yeah, Baptist. Definitely. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is well, this? Guys, I was raised in the Catholic church. So, oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I was raised wow. in the Catholic church. I got saved. I didn't get saved till I was 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, and then went right into the Baptist church. So I tell people, you know, I was, I'm, I'm a Catholic Baptocostal. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, and, and I think, you know, what, what's so cool about what, what you've been saying is, um, you know, it was in like last August, it was August, 2021. And Corey and I began, um, we heard, a, you know, a word from the Lord that it was time for us to transition from a current church that we were at and just to kind of step out in faith. And so we started talking about, um, you know, just a lot of things that we love about the church and a lot of the things that, mm-hmm. um, that we'd want to see done differently. Not necessarily that was wrong with that church, but just the, globally. And, um, we were saying, you know, we, we love the move of the Holy spirit and we love what mm-hmm. we've really come into and the, um, uh, the fluffiness of it, but we just had a conviction of, are, is it becoming that we're seeking more of the fluff than we are than just seeking him? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, you, you had mentioned uh, in that first time that you, that you spoke about this at CFF, um, the uh, about mimicking the eye charts yeah, and, you know, you've, you've learned what the eye chart is. And so now you come in in, in, a, in a similar way, you mimic the anointing mm-hmm. and um, you like, I think I can say I was guilty of that. You oh know? yeah. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even know I was, I was guilty of it until, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, you always say, you don't know what you don't know right. until it's brought to light. And so I was kind of, you know, whenever you, you realize that it's like, like, whoa, you know, it kind of makes you like step back for a second and reprioritize mm. your, not only relationship with the Lord, but how you're leading other people into his presence. Right. You know, you, you want it to come from a place of, of, of overflow from, the, the time you're spending with the Lord and, and the character he's placed in you yeah. versus you just trying to mimic, right? Like I've yeah. seen other worship leaders do this. I'm going to do this. Or I remember whenever I did this last time, everyone got really excited. Everyone fell out. Yeah. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. And you don't even realize it in the moment, but it, it happens, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when it's like, we don't even realize it. And that's the challenge behind the whole message between the, behind the glory and the anointing. So let's, Let's give a real relevant example. So for example, um, a lot of us know what it looks like, right? To extend forgiveness. And we know we're supposed to as believers. Mm-hmm. And so we choose to, but in our hearts, we're still really mm-hmm. fussy yep. with that person. And so we've learned to mimic or um, imitate the anointing of his grace, but we really, but it's not coming from our hearts. Yeah. Um, and so just keeping it really practical and relevant, it's not just about imitating speaking in tongues or imitating right. it, it's really on a practical level. I mean, I, I know some leaders who know how to act like good leaders, but if you get them behind a closed door, they have terrible character. Exactly. And, yeah. um, and so I, I think it's important that we're able to be honest with ourselves and, and you guys have heard me say this in my last training, when I was doing it, one of the things that uh, the Lord has been speaking to me over and over again is when I'm in a specific space, maybe I'm having a specific thought pattern or thought process. I feel the Holy spirit or I hear the Holy spirit saying to me, um, the Holy spirit can do better than that. Mm. Right. So I, I feel like, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like, okay, I've learned to tolerate this person and I'm going to be sweet and be kind when I'm really frustrated but then I feel the Holy Spirit saying, but, but I can do better than that. I can do better mm-hmm. that in you. Like you can, you can experience a greater portion of who I want to be for you in that moment, instead of having to imitate what I look like and, and hear me like imitating part of that is us, right? We want to faith it until we become it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we get so good at faithing things mm-hmm. that we settle for the faithing it and never actually become it because Becoming we, it, yeah. it's already, we think it's mm-hmm. already happened. Right. You know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with that, we, so we got just, you know, about just under 10, 10 minutes left. And I want to move into some of the house meetings that, um, that we've been very blessed to be a part of with you and that we're continuing to do with you. But I think those house meetings are, is a perfect, you know, example of whenever we actually see the, the glory just really hit, you know, you do see people falling out during ministry time and, and you see, you know, you see the fluff, but I remember there was, there was one specific um, house meeting that you let me be a catcher for you is at, at, at the singer's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just, I was just telling Courtney this the other day, I was telling her, I love watching people be ministered to. It is, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love watching it this morning. I was watching a, a, a service from a church in Florida um, and it was their baptism day. And I heard the Lord say, just watch it. 
there was there was no sermon and I watched it and I was just crying <laughs> on the couch. I'm like, this is so beautiful. You yeah. know, it's just so it's uh, it's amazing to watch, you know, a touch of heaven just reach yeah. down on people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happens uh, at these house meetings. And I think you you see a lot of times where we even had Courtney had someone come up to her at, at the containing his character conference. And and this person said, is it bad that I don't really remember what was said over me? And, and, uh, you know, we had talked about that afterwards and I said, Courtney, you know, it's, it's not, it's not bad at all because I guarantee they're going to remember how they felt coming out of that, which is all about the character. The character is is that impression and that marking it leaves on you. Mm -hmm. And so in, in regards to these house meetings, what do you feel is, do you feel like there's an important shift that's happening where you're coming out of a corporate gathering and into a house meeting that's it's more intimate um there's we we go into it with you with no plan music wise i know that i've asked you do you know what you're going to speak and you're like i have no clue i just rely (laughs) on the lord um if he tells me to speak i will and so you know we we really see the glory come and his character fall at those house meetings and so i I guess what i want to ask you is you know what do you feel is is different about house meetings than and in comparison to the corporate worship time, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, let me first say this. I'm not really sure. Right. So (laughs) I know that it's different. I think for me personally, I, um, I really feel like there is an importance. So at the end of this entire conversation, I do love the anointing. And I think that Um, Well, I know that the anointing becomes the overflow of the glory of the Lord. And so when the presence of the Lord, the character of God begins to um, be loosed in a space, which is typically Uh between in his people, right? So Mm -hmm. I just am a portal at that moment for God's character. I try and stay tucked into his heart, try try and hear what he wants to say to the person I'm ministering to and allow his glory to overflow. And then when the, the glory begins to move, that's when we, uh, that's when we experience the anointing. So I compare it like to the wind. So the glory is like the wind, right? It's there. You, um, you, you know, it's there. We know characteristics of wind, but when we, we see evidence of the wind, like the trees moving, that would be the, the anointing, right? So when Mm -hmm. God's character begins to move, Um, And so I think, you know, yeah, when I'm going into a house meeting, I think it's very important um, for me to uh, allow myself to be the portal, if you will, of Mm. um, the presence of God. And so there is no message to give. And there, as far as that I know, God usually brings a message. But for me, it's just about preparing my heart rather than preparing a message. message, Um, And so and then just surrendering to that. And, and it's, it's really nerve wracking. I've been doing house meetings now for some 10, 12 years, really since crazy it started. Cause when we did our Monday night prophetic nights, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, I mean, I, again, in total transparency before every single one, I'm always like, okay, God, I gotta have a message. I'm going to really, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel this sense of pressure, right. From the world to perform or to come mm-hmm. up with something amazing or whatever. And and God never gives me anything. I mean, sometimes even in the car, Carly be like, "Do you have? Do you have kind of a? Do you have a? Do you have it? And I'm yeah. like, "No, I got nothing. You know, <laughs> I got nothing. All I know is that God is with me. You know, yeah. And I'm just continue. I'm just letting Him have His way with me. Having Him, ha- letting Him have His way tonight. And this is His His night. 
Um, so that is important for me, but I think also swinging to the, to, to making sure we, I communicate the importance of, and how much I love the anointing. You know, you mentioned that you were raised in a Baptist church. And, mm. and I think if we have all the knowledge and all we know is the glory, we are a powerless people. Yeah. Uh, whereas if we only flow in the anointing and it flows outside of his glory or outside of his love, it can be very dangerous. It can be mm-hmm. very misused. It can, it can mm-hmm. overtake you. Um, and so I think there, there's that beauty of that tandem. And so the house meetings are very specifically set up to cultivate the glory so that his anointing will be, begin to flow because I was raised in a church that was all about information about who I was. Um, my 14 year old, year old and I are going through the book of Exodus together. And I was looking at um, in, in Exodus and it was uh, saying, even in Moses, how he was saying, and Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses. And then he performed the signs in the sight of the people. The, even mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, the word was never spoken without a sign to confirm it. Yeah. And, I, and so I said, I said to Kate and I said, this is just like in Mark chapter 16, when he said, these will be the signs to those who believe. And then it goes on. And then it says, and, and then the disciples went and they preached the word, confirming the word with accompanying signs. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I think it's important that we preach or we deliver the word, we, that people understand this is who God is. This is character, right? And then this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is how he begins to move. And so the house meetings are really about cultivating an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit and for the anointing to begin to move. Mm-hmm. And why I think the Holy Spirit moves so powerfully is because behind closed doors, before I get to the meeting, I'm focusing on my character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not practicing the anointing. You can't practice the anointing. You right. can't really teach the anointing. I mean, I can share about what I've learned about the anointing. Um, but really when people are like, teach me to do what you do, I can't teach that. And yeah. I was never taught it. It, you, Courtney, you mentioned earlier, like it freaked you out. And I was like, yeah, that's how I felt yeah. the first time it ever flowed through me that way. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. sure. I, I was like, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening. You know, <laughs> my oldest son Turner was there when it started to happen. He came home. He was excited about it. He thought it was fun. And he's like, don't let mom touch the dog. Everybody was falling out tonight. And my husband's looking at me. I'm like, I don't know what's happening to me, you know? Yeah. And so I was never taught it. And, but it was the character of God and the love of God that has taught me how to, and I don't want to say harness it, but navigate. And mm-hmm. when the Bible says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, I believe what he is saying is, I've given you the authority to navigate the anointing and the movement of my presence. And, and we get a picture of that in the Old Testament where David tries to drive the presence mm-hmm. of God inappropriately. Yeah. Um, versus, hey, this is the appropriate way. There must be sacrifice and offerings and praise and worship. And that's what ushers my presence. Um, And so there's there's that wisdom that God gives to us through his character and through his nature to say, this is the appropriate way to navigate the anointing right here in this moment for this particular person, for right where they're at, for their season. Mm -hmm. And you're right, for the next person, it might look completely different. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think it's, it's in one of Paul's letters where it says, you know, um, uh, some, something about the, the, the word of God is, is not just of word, but of power. I, mm-hmm. I'm misquoting that horribly, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's the word 
and it's basically the character the word it says in john one you know in the beginning was the word in the passion translation it says in the beginning was the living expression and then i went and looked at the footnotes of it and it says it can actually translate to blueprint which comes back to jesus being the blueprint being the representation the glory of god and he encompassed being the word and being the power of god at the same yeah. time and so it's the marriage between the two and i think we witnessed that oops sorry i think we witnessed that so often at those at those house meetings um being part of them and and seeing everybody get 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 ministered to there's many times where you won't even touch anybody because mm -hmm. you're intentional to for people to know i'm not touching this person it's the lord who's touching them yes. um and and ultimately we gather for the purpose of ministering to him not for the purpose to get a good word, you know, and, and I yeah, think that you're yeah. a really good, you're a really great steward of that at, at those house meetings. And it's been, it's been great to, to learn and watch mm -hmm. that underneath you mm -hmm. as, as you've been, you know, just being an example of that. So, yeah. and so, I yeah. think, you know, it's, it's hard not to fall into the pattern of the trap. And, and Courtney, you mentioned earlier about doing this, doing the thing I did the last time that worked. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, the Lord always reminds me, you know, I told Moses to raise the staff and part the waters, but I told Joshua to get into the water. And yeah. yeah. And so same, same scenario, but completely different season as yeah. there was a, a different directive. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important that we stay knit to the heart of God and we keep our ear pressed to his heart really, mm -hmm. and um, allow him to navigate. How does God want to flow through me right here, right now? And what worked yesterday for this particular person might not work today. And I know we're out of time, but the Lord has been speaking to me. And I think Kenneth, I mentioned this to you that mm -hmm. when he, that the Lord said, when, when I say I'm doing a new thing, it mm -hmm. doesn't mean a younger version of, of an old thing. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. And, um, and I think sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to freshen up and, and bring a younger version of an old thing. And the Lord's like, that's not a new thing. Like a new thing is a completely new thing. It yeah. yes. like, here you raise the staff, but here you're going to get in the water. It's a new thing. Yeah. And that's unnerving. It, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and let me say that it can be unnerving if we're not tucked in to the heart of God. Yeah. Right. It's freeing when you're tucked into the heart of God, because I don't yeah. have to know. I don't have to remember. I don't have to have the pattern, have the method have the teaching. I don't have to know. All I need to know is God in a moment. And mm -hmm. that is so freeing for me. Yeah. 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 That, that is so cool. Well, um, well, well, Lisa, we're, I don't want zoom to kick us off. <laughs> and so <laughs> what, what I want to, I want to make sure and, and be able to steer those who are listening. Um, uh, you guys, if you are interested in knowing more about Lisa, she has two podcasts one is enforcing purpose the other one is teach and talk i really like the teach and talk one if, if you're one who if you are a student at heart mm -hmm. listen to teach and talk you can learn a lot from enforcing purpose as well you have a facebook page which is lisa l schwartz correct that is correct. okay mm -hmm. you can go to our facebook page um you can find a lot of events that she's doing uh a lot of house meetings um we will be present for as many of those that she will have us be at and if we're not leading worship we're going to do everything we can to make sure we can still just re receive and minister to the lord yeah absolutely. um yeah there's a lot of house meetings coming up so. yeah conferences all that sort of stuff you can go to her her website as well it has all that stuff there um so yeah lisa thank you so much yes, for, for being on here tonight so much. yeah we, we love you too seriously you are such a great influence and um uh you are a spiritual mother in our lives so thank you for 
breathing life into us, um, helping us continue to walk into the ways of the Holy Spirit and into the glory of God. So um, we're going to let you go, but thank you for being on tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.